Welcome to this episode of the Bare Naked Worship Leader Podcast. We're talking about everything pertaining to worship ministry in your local church. All right, let's go. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of the Bare Naked Worship Leader Podcast. We're giving you the bare naked truth on everything worship ministry related. I have Max Bricka, Coach Max, back with me for another week. Right after we stopped recording last week's, we uh, started talking about some other stuff, and I got excited, and I was like, we got to have this guy back. So um, Great to be back, Josh. Thank you, Max. I appreciate it. So, Max, uh, you are married, right? Absolutely. Yeah. For Over- how long? I can't do the math. Over 30 years. Over so. 30 years. Okay, so <laughs> he's been married as, almost as long, or as long as I've been alive. So, um, And you have one daughter, right? I have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what does she do? She's 23. She's in a PhD program right now for psychology and is rocking it. Yeah. So, um, and I do want to say this. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast yet, um, where Max was talking about um, budgeting and how personal finances um, and ministry finances and honestly can be handled the same way. And honestly, you got to get it right at home first before you could ever be successful uh, with anything else. And um, that's an absolute fact. Go back and listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet, and then come back over here, and this will make a little bit more sense. Um, how much debt does Tracy have? In, in school loans and stuff like that. Tracy has zero in student loans. Um, and that is because uh, about seven and a half years ago, uh, I was praying and, and asking the Lord for all these questions about retirement and confusion and knowing that we were making really good money but not feeling like we were being as good a stewards as we could be. So we went through a Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University class, which I highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, and I'm ready to start my 19th uh, FPU class. So those are great, great principles. And if you learn those things there, they, they, they quickly apply over. But I took Tracy through that class when she was about 15, um, and she hated every minute of it. Uh, but we, and, and as a parent, we told her that there was no way that she was going to be allowed to go into student loan debt because student loan debt is the biggest noose around most young people's lives right now, whether they realize it or not. And especially if they get married uh, while they're in college or right when they get out of college and have another spouse who also has a right. huge amount of student loan debt. Now that's multiplied, right? The two become one. Exactly. <laughs> the two become one, become one flesh, and, and so does the debt. debt. <laughs> so it's, you know, it, and that is a lot of money. And I don't think that people realize how much money they're really signing up for and how expensive school is. So we encourage Tracy to do. Uh, to go for as many scholarships as possible. So we started working with her very young to make sure that, that, that she was getting good grades and that she was taking as many advanced placement classes and as many college credit classes in yeah. high school at the uh, local uh, community college because those classes are dirt cheap yeah. and count, save you a ton of money at the university. Right. Uh, so anyway, Tracy did that and then she, uh, ha- she got some scholarships but it's really because we were using the personal budget through Dave Ramsey Financial Peace, got debt-free, 
that we were because we were I'd been in ministry for a long time. We had not been able to accumulate as much college savings for her as we wanted. But now that we were fully debt free, we were able to fund the portion of her college that was not scholarshiped mm. with cash. And wow. cash is king. Yeah. Uh, because what we had saved for her uh, through her 529 college savings plan uh, that many people have was gone in the first semester. Mm. Um, I have a lot of regret about that. I wish I'd started doing the right thing sooner. Um, and we were doing a, a lot of things sooner. Uh, but, you know, it's because of that and, and Tracy going through financial peace. And now at 23, she's extremely glad that she went through it because her friends are struggling with budgets and student loans and these other things. And she is actually giving them personal advice off of what she has, has learned through us. Yeah. Uh, and then um, through using the budgeting apps and things that I talked about in the, the last, last yeah. in the last podcast so yeah those are those are really helpful but That's th- awesome. thank you for asking about that yeah yeah and that just goes to prove you know the the proof is in the pudding in max's life he so anyways so what i wanted to talk about this week is kind of what we had talked about a little bit after we'd stopped recording and uh i brought up uh, a confrontation that me and you actually had <laughs> and um, i don't know how that would happen you <laughs> said something last week is um about making sure that we as a as a worship leader leading leading the worship ministry the music ministry within our local congregations yes um making sure that we communicate clearly with our leadership and i kind of want to talk about that a little bit and and just to backfill a little bit, we had a miscommunication one time where I began asking these kind of probing questions about our church finances. And um, as a younger guy, I did not think it through before I started talking. Okay, what, bud? I'll have to do it a little bit later. Hey. We're recording. Did you know that? Yeah. Go tell your sisters that we're recording to stay off the doors. And give us a few minutes, okay? <laughs> okay. I can cut and stuff and edit, so. So anyways, I asked Max a few questions, and Max, kind of what, what happened? So I asked, you know, questions like, um... Well, I guess the details of the conversation don't really matter. But what does matter is what could I have done differently? What could a young worship leader, um, because this is for worship leaders, but a young ministry leader, what could they do to improve uh, communication uh, between themselves and, say, the executive pastor or the admin pastor, whatever language you all use for the guy who handles the management of the church and the finances and stuff. I think it's a it's a really good question, and and I think a lot of it is is just um, having an interest. Uh, oh, because, that's good. Because a lot of people, it's out of sight, out of mind. Right. They don't know. They don't want to know, and it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Mm. So um, I don't work real well in that type of environment because I'm I'm pretty structured on on the way things are put together. Well, it's kind of fear based uh, uh, behavior too. Exactly. It's... So I mean, my my thing is we're an open book. You know, if somebody comes and wants to talk to me about whether our giving uh, the, of the income coming in is on budget or not on budget, 
you know, it's, it's very transparent. I've got spreadsheets. I'm happy to sit down and show anybody at any time of what we planned and budgeted for that was going to come in and then what adjustments we've had to make along the way. Uh, but all of that trickles down into the ministry budget. Uh, and, you know, specifically for worship leaders, that's going to be determined upon, you know, whether you can have outside help come in of whether you can get additional equipment, uh, you know, of whether you're going to be able to go to worship conferences this year, uh, all those particular things. So one is uh, I, I work better with somebody who's showing an interest. And instead mm. of kind of being dict dictatorial, saying this is the way that it's going to be, right. of it being more of a partnership so that we can sit down and say, well, how are we doing overall? And then what? how does this relate into my budget? And is, is this increasing things or decreasing things? Or, or is anything staying the same? And then when we look at those, last week we talked about kind of digital envelopes of how the full ministry budget is kind of parsed up into different areas uh, that, that the ministry leader was, was looking at, you know, their best outlook on what areas they thought they needed to spend money in and whether any of that money needs to be reallocated or rearranged because plans change. Uh, I mean, every month is different. And things happen that we didn't know was going to happen and things, you know, vice versa. Um, so we want to make sure that we're always keeping track of where we are and continuing to think down the road ahead of what's coming so that we can properly plan for that and make sure we're funded to be able to do it. So that's important for a young worship leader or any worship leader to know is that things change. And sometimes things change on a weekly basis and don't just come at the executive pastor or the admin like, well, I thought you said you had this for me, or, you know, you got to be flexible. Maybe asking the question, you know, hey, how are things right now? Exactly. And and then, you know, um, hopefully uh, the, you know, admin or executive pastor that you're working with is transparent and is willing to sit down and have those conversations. Yeah. Um, when it goes to the change thing, I, I have a saying particularly when it comes to ministry, particularly when it comes to church budgets, that the only thing liable to change is everything. <laughs> uh, and that's just the way it is. That's I true. mean, you can sit down at the end of the year and plan how much money you think you're going to come in, and you can have a variety of things happen that cause your church to have growth or to decline. They're outside of your control, and you're dealing with the remnant of whatever the causation was of that, right? Yeah. And, you, and, and, and it's always slow to correct itself. Mm. So it takes a long time. and It can be very frustrating in ministry of uh, thinking that you had a set amount of money and either that money gets cut back or the project or the, the, the scope of what you thought you were going to be able to do that year is not able to happen or something changes and the pastor comes and changes his vision for what worship is and sends you in a whole different direction. That never happens. And, and all of a sudden you need additional equipment, you need additional people, you need additional resources to be able to make it happen. So maybe the whole budget for that ministry has to be reallocated and shifted to be able to hit what the vision has recently been changed to produce. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's funny about the... Uh, vision changing that that happens here at our church. Vision changes, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I've been a part, you know, uh, of this church for a really long time, and uh, we've got a great pastor here who is always trying to be on the cusp of what it is, what it is that God's doing. And believe it or not, 
uh, God changes things differently than yeah. we want him to sometimes. Right. So we may have it down in writing that we've got a goal to be able to, to go in a certain direction and, and have a certain thing finished or to offer a new ministry or a new a new level of service to our, our, our church members that are coming. And something rearranges the whole deck and all of a sudden you're going in a whole different direction. But that's what God's will was of sending you down that path. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be willing to submit and follow the direction. Mm-hmm. And that's where having a a senior pastor who has the vision, it's the executive or administrative pastor to figure out how to bring that to fruition, how to make it happen, how to get the people and the money and the ministries and all the details down the line lined up to be able to support his or her vision and what's taking place. And and that's what I see my role. And and with, with Pastor John, that's yeah. exactly, it's a, it's a, you know, it's two halves of the coin. It takes both of us to be able to complete that. He knows what he wants done, and then he comes to me and he says, now how do we execute this right. and how do we pull it off? It's funny that you're saying that because several weeks ago I had a podcast uh, titled The Goal. You know, what is the goal? And one of the sub points I had in there is our goal as a worship leader is to serve the senior leadership. Right? We don't just That's play true. the music we want to play. Now, hopefully we will get to do that, but we also play the music that they want, that that feeds into accomplishing the vision and mission for the congregation, yeah, for the yeah. senior leader. And you're, that's what you're talking about right well, there. And is, I mean, it, it goes both ways. It's a team, right? And it, and it has to go along with the vision. I mean, it, it's like if, if I'm preaching on a particular Sunday... I have to have the freedom to be able to go to to you or to our other worship leader and basically say, whoever's running the service that week for worship, and say, I need this particular song that the Lord gave me Mm. at the end of the service in order for people to be able to respond the way that we're all wanting them to respond, Mm. to bring them to a decision point, to bring them to a revelation that God is who He says He is, Mm -hmm. to bring them to a point where they're willing to do something different to get something different than they've ever gotten before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes the Lord will just put that song and say, this is the song that it needs to be. The worship leader would probably choose something else. But if it's not flowing in harmony together, whether it be a church budget or whether it be a church service, there's got to be that tag team mm-hmm. to where it's both and, not either or. Right. And we talked about before, like, hey, if you don't like the people you're, you're serving, if you don't like the people that lead your organization... You're in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah if you're not absolutely. friends with one another, then if you're not like family, then you're not doing ministry, you're doing business. Well, and and, and unfortunately, a lot of the churches become too business-like, mm. where we've kind of set God on the side, and we've tried to figure it out. And, you know, my favorite scripture is, is, is in Proverbs, and it says, there is a way which seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. Mm. And... That's kind of what we do. We overmanage things, and we think we know the right direction to go in. And we'll mess it up every time unless God is right there in the middle of it. Mm. And, you know, it's more us partnering with God. We ask God to come in the middle of what we're doing. He's already there. Yeah. We're the ones that's choosing to come in and, and whether we're going to partner with Him or not. Yeah. And so sometimes it's our own hearts, and we've got to get those in the right place uh, with God, with our senior leadership, and to make sure everybody's really pulling on the same rope at the same time. Yeah. Otherwise, we're pulling against each other, 
and uh, you know we're, we're causing division. Yeah, so maybe to. that's another key to communicating from you know between worship leaders and executive or admin pastors, and that's you know wanting to be connected. Yeah, it, it wanting to be is. friends. And you, it's a lot easier to have hard conversations with friends than it is with coworkers. Absolutely. And also, I think having a, a leadership, and this is out of your control, but hopefully an environment's been, been created to where it is an open dialogue. Yeah. And that things aren't out of bounds or out of range for you to be able to bring up and be able to talk about. That everything's always on the table, of whether it be money, of whether it be, you know, um, additional resources that are needed, of whether it be additional equipment that's needed, whatever it is, we've got to be able to have an open dialogue, even though it may be contrary to what the other person thinks. It's you got to get it on the table. I mean, we talked about being married for 32, 33 years, whatever it is that I've been doing. I mean, it's the same way in a marriage, right? I mean, right. you're married. Mm-hmm. You've got kids. You know what this is like. Yeah, that's exactly There can right. be tension in the marriage, and you can each be you know, in the same car, but having totally different thoughts of thinking about future things in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some way to be able to bring that back together again to get everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and particularly when it comes to money, whether it, either on the personal side or the ministry side, it's a huge divider. You know, yeah. it, it's a divider. It, it, will, it will cause separation. So there's got to be a dialogue to say, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. And the other person says, here's what I think. And then you meet somewhere in the middle on that. Right. And I can say, I, I'm, I don't plan on making many plugs for my church, but uh, Celebration Community Church here in Bastrop, <clears throat> we've done a very good job. Our leaders, Max, John, and you know uh, other leaders here have done a very good job of creating that open dialogue. I joke with my wife all the time, like, <laughs> I get by with saying so much. <laughs> like, And it's the fact that I'm... I have the freedom to do that, that whenever my ideas get shot down, it's, it makes it a lot more, uh, it gives me a lot more cushion. It doesn't hurt as bad, you know, but when your idea is constantly shot down or you don't even feel the freedom to share an idea, that's, I mean, that's a creativity killer right there. That's a relational killer. It, marriage is a partnership. Ministry is a partnership. Mm-hmm. You're not in any of it by yourself. That's right. You're not alone. And you've always got to take the, the feelings the, the viewpoints and the needs and the wants of the other people around you into consideration as you're putting a plan together of whether it be personal or ministry related. I mean, and it's hard because, you know, we want what we want when we want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we want everybody else to sometimes circulate around us. Uh, and it just doesn't happen that way. Uh, but, you know, in a marriage or in the church, if you're making sure that God's in the middle of it yeah. and it's what he wants and what he's directing and leading, then when, when you put him at the top, everything else falls in line underneath it. That's good. That's good. Well, Max, thank you again for uh, joining me. Let me eat up some more of your time. And hey, just uh, I said it in the last podcast, but um, just to reiterate, uh, go to at Coach Max Bricka on Facebook um, that's uh, Bricka, B-R-I-C-K-A, correct? Yeah. Yes. And then your website is? Coachmax.biz. Yeah. And um, on Facebook, you, there's actually a handy-dandy book now. 
And what happens if they hit that? If they hit the book now, it brings up my Calendly event calendar. People can see when I'm available uh-huh. and they can schedule a free 15 minute consultation. Or if you need more time, uh, we can set that up as well. Uh, and that's a fee paid service to where it's a charge for my time. Um, and it's a reasonable charge. And I do it as a ministry to be able to help people and ministries out. Max says reasonable. I'm going to tell you right now, it is extremely cheap and affordable. Um, you're getting more than what you're paying for. Um, it's worth it. Uh, me and my wife have been dramatically uh, affected by uh, the wealth of knowledge that Max has. But, um, yeah, thank you again. Um, go to his Facebook, Coach Max. Um, check out his website, coachmax.biz. And um, he doesn't just do in-person. It's also remote, right? You can do Zoom, uh, Zoom video conferencing, uh, which works well. I, I have some clients in Nevada that, uh, that I, there you, you go. know. So I, if you're I'm listening really... out of state, um, he is still available to you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Max. And thank you all for uh, listening in again. All right. Okay. Tune in next week. All right, you made it through another episode. Could you do me a favor? Like me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram, at Bare Naked Worship. Help me get the word out. The Bare Naked Worship Leader is a podcast for worship leaders. We talk about everything pertaining to worship ministry. Thank you.